This week I came to the realization that it's December. Already December. Uh, I couldn't believe it. I don't know where you are in your timetable, but uh, uh, 2022 has just absolutely flown by. I don't know where it went. 2020 and 2021, they really drug on. It was like forever when we were going to get through with them. Only 27 more days in, in December. <clears throat> and with that comes Christmas. And of course, I started lining up all of the things that I had to take care of for Christmas. And one of them was this morning. A look at the Christmas story. The Christmas story can be told in, in so many different ways, right or wrong. You've heard them, I'm sure. Seems like everybody has their own version of the Christmas story. What it is, what it did, what it should be. One of my favorite uh, ways of telling the Christmas story is uh, Christmas programs. You know, the, 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 the kids' programs. They're always fun. Seems like they're never without incident. I, I think I enjoy them more than the kids do. One memorable Christmas program for Kathy and me was in a church in St. Louis. Of, I think there were probably 3,000 people there. It uh, had a membership of 5,000. We were new believers. Uh, I didn't want anything to do with the church. And uh, the Lord had worked in my heart, and there we were. Noel was about four. And he was up there with his class. Pretty good-sized class when you have a church of 5,000. It was a pretty good-sized class. And at one point, he decided he needed to blow his nose. So he pulled out his handkerchief and looked at it, and there's a great big hole right in the middle of it. So instead of blowing his nose, he <laughs> looked at all 3,000 people, and then for some reason he decided to put his finger through the hole and go like this. Everybody was laughing, and especially those who knew us. Down from Knoll was a little guy, one of those little guys who couldn't stand still, you know, my kind of guy. He had unbib overalls, and he was fidgeting away, and at one point he put his arms under the straps, like this. Well, it was at a point where they were to go like this. Straps went over his shoulders, overalls went down around his feet, and there he was. My grandma used to tell a story about her mother, my great-grandma Hibby. And uh, her father, a, a neighborhood boy, was to say a piece in the, in the Christmas program. And my grandma stood him up on the table. I suppose that's because it was like a, a dais. And 
like it would be in church and stood him up there. And uh, my great-grandma and uh, the neighbor lady, the, the mother, were rehearsing this boy in his piece. And he couldn't get it. I don't know if he couldn't get it or he wouldn't get it. My grandfather lowered his paper. And he said, why don't you teach him to say he stood upon the burning deck eating peanuts by the peck? His mother called him, but he would not go, for he loved his peanuts so. So time came for his piece in the, in the program, and guess what he said? He stood upon the burning deck. <laughs> I imagine my grandpa was in the doghouse for weeks, my great-grandpa. Seems like children's programs are always fun. Like I said, there's always some kind of glitch in there somewhere. But don't miss this. Christmas programs show, show more truth than we dare imagine what it is, what it did, and why it happened. The Christmas story. One truth acted out in these programs, whether young or old, is that all have fallen short of the glory of God. That's right, those little angels, that cute little bearded Joseph, the, the, those shepherds and those exquisitely bathrobed wise men are all sinners after the rest of the seed of Adam. Now, now preacher, wait a minute. Whoa, hold on there. What are you talking about? We don't want to hear about this kind of stuff at Christmas. This is Christmas time. It's supposed to be full of cheer, holiday cheer. It's about giving and about traditions. Back off there, preacher. I've already heard enough. In fact, when I told Kathy the title of the message, uh, Christmas Where It Hurts, she said, that's not very Christmassy, didn't you, honey? <laughs> I said, well, wait till you hear the message. <laughs> this is exactly where the message that Matthew gives takes us, isn't it? Verse 21. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save the people from their sins. Did you see it there, what it said? Did you hear what it said? Jesus came for the express purpose of saving Sinners. Now, this may not be the message you want to hear at this time of year. But it's exactly the message that the Christmas story tells, isn't it? It's the very message that his name carries. Jesus. In Hebrew, it's Yeshua. And it means salvation. Jesus. Yeshua. Salvation. How do you deal with Christmas? What story do you want it to tell? What, what message do you want it to give? How do you want it to intersect with your life? One of the things that impressed me a couple of years ago was the lights in our neighborhood. Our, our neighborhood was lit up with Christmas lights. We drove up and down all of the different streets. And we saw reindeer. We saw trains. We saw Santa's. 
We saw snowflakes. We saw snowmen. But literally no Jesus. One house had a crash. Uh, a manger scene. This really shows where we are when it comes to Christmas, doesn't it? It also brings me back to the point. Where is Christ in the Christmas story? Where is he in your Christmas story? What is he doing? Why is he there? One little fellow decided that uh, a letter to Santa Claus might help his quest for the gifts he wanted. He wrote, Dear Santa, there are three boys who live in our house. There's Jeffrey, he's two. There's, there's David, he's four. There's Norman, he's seven. Jeffrey is good some of the time. David is good some of the time. But Norman is good all of the time. I'm Norman. This is how many of us think of ourselves, isn't it? There's nothing wrong. Why would we need a savior? But deep down past the facade, each of us knows the truths of our own lives. What's in our hearts? What's, what's in our heads? You and I fall short of the glory of God, way short, critically short. And this is what the Christmas story is about. Is about. This is why the Father sent the Son. This is why the Son came. This is what Christmas is all about. But do we get the message? Probably not. We're like Norman. Uh, in an article for the Wall Street Journal, writer Leonard Maladenau shared a story from the life of... Uh, Baseball great Joe DiMaggio. He says it was uh, the summer of 1945. World War II had ended. Former soldiers, including face, famous baseball stars, streamed back into America and American life. Yankee slugger Joe DiMaggio was trying to be Yankee fan Joe DiMaggio sneaking into the mezzanine seat with his, his four-year-old son, Joe Jr., before rejoining his team to play uh, later on. One fan noticed him trying to sneak in, and then another, and then another, and then another. And pretty soon they were shouting, Joe, Joe, Joe DiMaggio, Joe, Joe, Joe DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio was moved looked down at his son to see if his son had noticed the, the tribute that was being paid to him. The little guy had. Joe DiMaggio Jr. looked back up at his dad and he said, See, Daddy, everybody knows me. <laughs> this is you and me, isn't it? Sometimes we don't get the point of what's really happening. That applies to the Christmas story, what's going on and why. We've transposed what's there for something else. I'll bet you've been told, uh, maybe already this year, 
Now that's the real meaning of Christmas. That's the real purpose of Christmas. That's the real Christmas story. If not, I'll bet you told a dozen times before it happens. Do we know why and what happened? If so, the first thing we realize is that we are sinners in need of a Savior. Jesus, our salvation, came for the express purpose of saving us. That was the message back then. The message to Joseph. That's the message to you and me today. We need a Savior. Uh, look at Matthew as he speaks of it, uh, the, the whole text. Matt read it this morning, but let's listen to it again. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man. He did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. Why? Because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Jesus. Matthew's story about Joseph revolves around and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save their people, his people, from their sins. The truth is we all need a Savior, every one of us. This is why Jesus came. This is the Christmas story. Into that first Christmas scene came a child, a baby, to make a difference. Into that horrible dilemma caused by sin, a message of love and hope, a message of grace and truth was brought. Yes, he was born for a purpose. To change our lives with the grace and truth of God. Imagine being one of those shepherds out in that field. The, still, the, the night is still. It's, it's quiet. You can hear the crickets. It's dark. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, erupts the lights of heaven and the voice of angels and the proclamation they made. 
Luke chapter 2, 8 through 12. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, watching over their flocks at night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. That's you and me, isn't it? Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. A baby was given, a, a Savior, the Messiah, God in the flesh. And the shepherds responded, as they had been told to do. They, they went to Bethlehem, as the, the angels had instructed. I've always wondered if this applied to all of them. Maybe there were some who didn't go. I... They're kind of like you and me today. They, we're all going to hear the message of God this morning. Some of us are going to respond. Some of us are not. I wonder if the angels responded in that way. One of them might have said, oh, I, I don't know about this God stuff. Maybe I was dreaming. Maybe I didn't really hear what I heard. You know, you've got to live in the real world. You guys go on ahead. I'll stay here with the sheep. And do what I'm supposed to do. That's what happens in our world today, isn't it? We will all hear the same thing. But we will not all respond in the same way. 